February frenzy in full swing and the cup champion crowned. Let's get into it. Welcome into the Bearded Sportscast. My name is Tyler. It is fantastic to have you here for another episode of the A-League. We're going into week 14 and it has been fantastic so far. It's been an awesome start to the February frenzy and we're looking forward to some more games in this month. Thank you for the immense support that I have received over this first month of the podcast. It has been fantastic. I've enjoyed every single minute of it. And I love bringing you guys content from the A-League and the Premier League every single week. So keep listening in and I'll keep creating the content for you guys. Make sure that you do tune in every Tuesday to the midweek meetings as well. If you haven't already, we'll go through some of the midweek matches this week. And those previews were in the last episode that I released on Tuesday. So make sure you're tuning in both on Tuesdays and Thursdays for all of the episodes. There's a lot to get into in this episode, so let's jump straight in to the last week's matches. Let's look right back to last Thursday evening with the game between Newcastle Jets and Brisbane Roar to kick us off for the reviews of the last week. This game had everything. It had goalkeeper own goals, missed penalties and fantastic finishes as the Newcastle Jets ran out 2-1 winners against a Brisbane Roar who felt like they should have gotten a point from this match. It was very wet and windy conditions as the game kicked off with a 22nd minute own goal from Macklin Freak. The weak shot being palmed onto the post by the goalkeeper before it rebounded off the back of him and in for an own goal. Brisbane had the chance to tie it up in the 37th minute with a penalty. Jay O'Shea sending the penalty to his left but hitting the upright and going out for a throw in. Lascano tied up the ledger in the 64th minute after halftime, though, shooting inside the box, going off Elsie and leaving Duncan wrong-footed. But six minutes later, in the 70th minute, Angus Thurgate with a fantastic strike, receiving it at the edge of the box, shooting with a stunning strike past Macklin Freak and giving the Jets a 2-1 lead. And as last episode was, more possession, more losses, with Brisbane Roar having 54% possession but they were very, very inefficient with their shots, having 15 shots, but only two of them on target. The Raw will need to tidy that up if they do want to win against MacArthur this weekend. Another exciting finish, and Adelaide United will feel like they were robbed of a point as they went down 2-1 to the away side, Sydney FC. Sky Blues opened the scoring with Bahaja feeding it over to Cam Sober, who runs it into the box, fakes the swerve beautifully and keeps it low, finding the bottom left corner of the net, giving the Sky Blues a 1-0 lead in the 10th minute. But the Adelaide captain, Stefan Mork, who has not yet made a move to the Japanese league, although that is still on the cards, manages to keep it low and finds the back of the net just under Heward Bell. Score at halftime was tied one all, but Bobo in the 73rd minute fired the Sky Blues ahead, And Adelaide United had a chance to tie it up in the 88th minute with Hiroshi Ibusuki taking a penalty kick, hanging it out to the right with Hewitt Bell making a fantastic save conceding the corner kick. 
But as always, there was drama towards the end of the match in the 93rd minute. Ibusuki looking like he was being held inside the box by Donaki, and he was brought down. The Reds wanted a penalty, but it went to VAR, and the referee had a look. No penalty paid. Adelaide United were dominant for majority of the match, having 16 total shots with 9 on target and 58% possession. They did have three massive chances created, but only managed to fire with one of those. They also had a staggering 11 corners to Sydney FC's two. Gotta give credit where credit is due, and Hewitt Bell had a fantastic game in the absence of Andy Redmayne, who was in the Socceroos camp. That win solidified Sydney FC's position in the top three, and we should expect to see them continue this form in the next couple of weeks. Western United recorded their sixth win of the season against the Western Sydney Wanderers on Saturday with a 1-0 win. It's actually the same scoreline that they have won all six of their matches so far. It was a fantastic defensive effort for Western United as they faced a total of 16 shots and West Sydney had 69% possession. This is the type of game that Western United love to play. They love to eat up the pressure and then go on the counter and get these scrappy 1-0 wins. But it works for them and it's proved fantastic because they're currently first on the ladder undeniably. The sole goal coming from Alexander Prijevic with Lustica sending it into the box for Prijevic who kicks it on the half volley, hits the inner top of the net in the 29th minute. Western Sydney Wanderers have been utterly disappointing so far this season. Two positives coming out of the camp. Jack Rodwell and James Troisi have both had fantastic starts to the season so far. And in the right back position, Thomas Aquilina has been playing fantastically. Their strikers have been very, very lacklustre, with Bernie Abini and Tom Ahmed struggling for form as of late. The Wanderers are only two points from the bottom of the table, and I would not be surprised if we see them slip down to last position by the end of the season. They're one of the front runners for the Wooden Spoon. Wellington versus MacArthur FC, and it was the Josh Soterio show, with the striker scoring a brace late in the match to give Wellington a 3-1 win. Renault Piscopo kicked off the match for the Phoenix with a penalty goal in the 12th minute after Craig Noon brought him down in the box. The home side went into the break, 1-0 leaders, but a familiar face in Ulysses Davia coming back to haunt his former side with Danny De Silva setting him up for a goal, squaring it up one all for the away side. Then all of a sudden, Josh Soterio had had enough of the match and scored a goal in the 71st and 78th minute. The second goal was quite a spectacular one, with Sutton sending the cross to the edge of the box where Soterio controlled it, Kurto rushing out to stop the Wellington striker, but flicking it over the goalkeeper's head and into the goal. MacArthur will be disappointed that they did not score a goal in the first half. They were dominant for majority of it. Pretty much from the 15th minute onwards, they had all of the ball, yet did not do anything with it. And then Wellington dominated the last half hour of the match and punished them with two late goals. Four yellow cards being dished out in this match. Three to the away side, one to the Phoenix. Wellington goalkeeper Ollie Sale having a fantastic game again. It was the same old Jamie McLaren on Tuesday night as Melbourne City faced Newcastle Jets and defeated them 4-2 in a cracking match filled with goals. City dominated majority of the first half, only being rewarded with one goal by halftime. 
an own goal from Riley Warland, deflecting the shot into his own net and giving City a 1-0 lead into half-time. It was typical Jamie McLaren in the second half, scoring a brace with goals in the 52nd and 66th minute. Matthew Leckie finally got out of the blocks, scoring a goal four minutes after McLaren's first in the 56th minute, sliding the ball across Duncan into the far corner. The two goals for the home side coming from Angus Thurgate in the 84th minute with Penner setting him up in the box, spinning and shooting to his near post, and a penalty in between Jamie McLaren's two goals in the 59th minute by Mikel Tadza. Majority of the major stats were quite even, but the quality from Melbourne City was better than the Jets, having three more big chances created, six yellow cards in total handed out, four to the away side and two to the Jets. City have planted themselves in second position on the same amount of points as Sydney FC in third. The Jets now having conceded the second most amount of goals in the league so far are sitting in 10th position and one point away from the bottom. And the final game to look into is Wellington Phoenix up against Melbourne Victory, fresh off of their FFA Cup win. Renault Piscopo scoring twice in the space of three days with the sole goal in this match after a fantastic lead up by David Ball. Ball dribbling inside the box with Kelliver coming off his line Sliding the ball over to Piscopo, who sends it into the bottom right corner of the net, pretty much in an empty net apart from one defender. Wellington Phoenix claiming their third win in a row, building up some fantastic form coming to the midway point of the season. They held possession for majority of the second half, so it was a well-deserved goal in the 74th minute. Five shots on target out of 17 total attempts at goal. They did get three yellow cards to Melbourne victories, none. But they got the job done and they're only one point outside of the top six now. And just quickly, congratulations to the Melbourne Victory as well for winning the FFA Cup match on Saturday. They won the match 2-1. It was a thrilling finish. Jason Davidson scored a fantastic free kick in the 70th minute. Definitely go and check that out if you have not yet. Economides fired a rifle of a shot into the side netting in the 95th minute. And then the Mariners captain... Oli Bazanich with a neat flick into the far corner to give the Mariners a little bit of fighting hope. But congratulations to the Melbourne Victory for winning the FFA Cup and condolences to the Mariners. It's been a relatively quiet week in terms of news for the A-League men the past seven days, but there have been a few signings for a couple of clubs, along with some potential progress for the Perth Glory getting back to WA. But first up, the Brisbane Raw have signed Japanese forward Ryo Wada on loan. The 26-year-old landed in Brisbane last Thursday and will spend the remainder of the Isuzu Ute A-League season with the Brisbane Raw. He's a hard-working attacker who likes to shoot from anywhere in the park. Head coach of Brisbane Raw Warren Moon said it is particularly pleasing for us as a club to continue expanding our presence in Japanese and Asian markets as we know there are plenty of quality players in those regions. Obviously over the last couple of seasons we have seen quite a few Japanese players make their way over with names such as Riku Danzaki, Shinji Ono, Kazuki Honda, Kazuki Ota and one of the current stars of the league, Hiroshi Ibisuki for Adelaide United. Speaking of Adelaide United, they have also added another name to their ranks in the past week. 
English attacking midfielder Zach Clow signing for the club until the end of the Isuzu Ute A-League season. 26-year-old, who can also operate effectively as a second striker, arrives having spent his entire career in his homeland across the Championship, League 1 and League 2. He has recently plied his trade with Rockdale, Wigan Athletic and most recently Carlisle United. Clow said, I am really excited about the opportunity to play in Australia. I've heard great things about the A-League and I'm really looking forward to meeting my new teammates and getting to work. I'm a creative midfielder that loves to get forward and score goals and provide assists, which will hopefully help contribute to team success. Head coach Carl Viet said, We are thrilled to be able to add another quality player to our squad. Zach has great pedigree, playing at a strong level in England, and his signature gives us another attacking option. Clare is eligible to start this weekend. Staying in Adelaide and midfielder Nathan Constandopoulos has re-signed with the Reds after a 12-month stint on the sidelines after an ACL injury last February. It's been a long time between games, but he is ready to go, saying it's been a long and tough journey, but one where I've embraced every challenge thrown at me, and I'm just now really keen to get back to helping the club be successful again. Constandopoulos should feature this weekend in the match against... Wellington on Saturday. Expect him to come off the bench and get a few minutes towards the end of the match. Central Coast Council have announced that the Mariners have been unsuccessful in their tenure for management rights of Central Coast Stadium, also known as Gosford Stadium. News Live will now take over the management rights as the Mariners are likely to continue playing out of Gosford, but it's very, very disappointing for the club who were wanting to get full management rights for the stadium that they have called home for so long. On Saturday night, Melbourne Victory lifted up the last ever FFA Cup. The knockout competition will now be played as the Australia Cup from next year onwards. Change to the Australia Cup name heralds a new era for the competition that routinely attracts over 700 clubs from all divisions of football across Australia. Name acknowledges Australian football's storied past. Football Australia CEO James Johnson saying that the Australia Cup name was a popular option amongst the game's stakeholders when research and consultation was conducted regarding changing the name. There is hope in the air for Perth Glory to make it back to Western Australia before the end of the season to play some home games. In the AFL women's, both the West Coast Eagles and the Fremantle Dockers sides have managed to get exemptions back into the Western State to play some home games in a bubble. However, no news has been given to the A-League men or A-League women glory sides, though there is not any solid evidence to say that the Perth glory men and women are coming back by the end of February. Perth fans can hold out hope that they will be able to see their home side very, very soon. Let's have a look towards this week's games. We've got seven games to cover, spanning from Thursday until Sunday again. It has been a fantastic February football frenzy so far, and it's going to be an exciting another week of football as well. There's plenty of midweek matches as well, so just another reminder, please do tune in on Tuesday every week for the midweek meetings so that you do not miss any of the A-League men's action. Let's kick it off with Central Coast Mariners in 8th position currently facing the 6th placed MacArthur FC on Thursday. The Mariners are coming off their FFA Cup loss on Saturday 
losing 2-1 to the Melbourne victory. So condolences to them, but they did put in a fantastic effort. MacArthur are coming off a Sunday loss, 3-1 against Wellington. The last time these two teams played was in December, December the 5th, and it was a 1-0 win to MacArthur on that day. Central Coast have won three of the last five matches in all competitions and are looking in some fantastic form, even though they did lose their last match. The Mariners do have a good record against MacArthur as well, with MacArthur only having won one of the last five matches against the Mariners. In the last three games that both teams have played, there has been three or more goals scored. Interestingly, although Central Coast Mariners have got a good recent record, they have conceded first in three of their previous four matches, becoming the 1-0 deficit twice to win the match. Although the Mariners will be disappointed with Saturday's result, I can't see them falling to the hands of MacArthur FC, who are just struggling to fire in front of goal at the moment. Though this will be a tightly contested match, the Central Coast Mariners should win this one 2-1. The Friday match is between Western Sydney Wanderers and Melbourne City. The Wanderers coming off a loss against Western United 1-0 on Saturday. But Melbourne City do have a short turnaround, having played on Tuesday in a 4-2 win against Newcastle. The away side are currently in second position, but it is a very tight race for the top two spots. Western Sydney Wanderers are sitting in ninth position, are coming up against a red-hot Jamie McLaren, who has scored in five straight matches that he has played for his club. Last season's Golden Boot winner is currently leading as the top scorer of the season so far with seven goals to his name. Last time these two teams did play was on January the 9th, and it was a thrilling three-all draw. Interestingly, with Melbourne City being one of the better teams in the competition, they, along with Western Sydney Wanderers, have only won one of their last seven matches in all competitions. An interesting bit of contrast between the two teams as well. Western Sydney Wanderers have scored the first goal in these matchups four of the last five times, yet they have only won one of their last seven matches against City. The Wanderers have only scored eight goals so far this season, City netting 19, and I can see this being displayed in the scoreline of this match as well, especially with McLaren in such red-hot form. I can see this being a 3-0 win to Melbourne City. Blockbuster Saturday this week, and the first match is between Wellington Phoenix and Adelaide United. Wellington are currently sitting in 7th position and do have a short turnaround after a match on Wednesday with a 1-0 win over the Melbourne victory. Adelaide are also coming off a win last weekend on Saturday, a 2-1 win against Sydney. They're currently sitting in fifth position. The last time these two teams played was on New Year's Day of this year. It was a 4-0 win to Adelaide. Adelaide dominated the whole match and could have won by even more than what they did. Adelaide are in thrilling form at the moment, having only lost one of their last five matches. Disappointingly for Wellington, they have conceded the most goals this season, conceding 16, as well as only having won two of the last 10 matches they have played against the Reds. For both teams, six of the last seven matches that they have played have had three or more goals scored. I can see all of these trends continuing, with Wellington scoring the first goal, but Adelaide fighting back to scrap a 2-1 win, and Craig Goodwin is going to have a day out again, as he has done earlier in the season. 
Two Saturday evening matches, the first one being between Melbourne Victory and Newcastle Jets. Victory are playing their third game in the space of a week, and they lost Wednesday against Wellington 1-0. Newcastle are coming off a Tuesday loss to Melbourne City, a 2-4 loss there. Last time these two teams played was actually 10 months ago, and it was a 2-1 result to the Melbourne Victory. Since last season, the Melbourne Victory have been absolutely dominant and have only lost two of the last 17 matches in all competitions. This is the best record by far. The last nine matches that the Victory have been involved in, both themselves and their opponent have scored. And for the Jets, it's been nine in the last 10. Newcastle are currently sitting in 10th, but have the fantastic form of Mikel Tadza who has scored in four straight matches and has scored six goals this season, currently sitting second in the Golden Boot rankings. Interestingly, in the last three years, neither team has beaten the other twice in a row. Do expect that to change as the fourth place Melbourne victory should run out winners 3-1 against the Jets. The third game for Saturday is between Sydney FC and Western United. Both teams are currently sitting in the top three, three points apart from each other. Western United are currently first, and they have been dominant the last couple of weeks. Every single one of Western United's six wins have come in the fashion of 1-0. They've been very, very good defensively, only conceding eight so far in 10 matches. Sydney FC have found some form again, winning two of the last three matches. The last time these two teams played was back in May 2021, Sydney FC winning that match 1-0. The home team have been a part of many shootouts the last couple of weeks, with the last four matches having a minimum of three goals scored, along with both teams hitting the back of the net. Western United have been the first team to score in their matches for seven of the last eight. I actually think that Western United are one of the most underrated teams in the competition at the moment. Even though they are sitting in first position, they haven't had outstanding games. They've won 1-0 every single game that they have secured all the three points this season. And I can see them genuinely getting on top of Sydney FC. I don't think Sydney will be able to break them down. They may score one goal, so my prediction for this match is a one-all draw. However, I would not be surprised at all if the away team come away with the win here. We're treated to two Sunday games this week. The first of the two between a team coming off a short break, the Central Coast Mariners, against an undermanned Perth Glory. Now, last week we were talking about five Perth Glory players being out due to COVID. We are unsure as of this point whether they will be returning, but those five are Daniel Sturridge, Bruno Fornaroli, Brandon O'Neill, Mitch Oxborough, and Jack Clisby. There have been reports that two other players have contracted the virus, but it is unknown who those two players are as of yet. Mariners have lost two on the trot, but they did win the three before that, so they're in relatively decent form. And currently sitting in eighth position, Perth Glory is sitting on the bottom of the table, but they have played less games than everyone else above them. They're only on the bottom of the table by one point. The last time these two teams played against each other, it was a two-all draw 11 months ago, all the way back in March 2021. So this is the first time that these two teams are playing against each other this season. 
In the last nine outings between these two teams, the Perth Glory have either won or drawn seven of them, meaning the Mariners have only won two of the last nine matches between the two. And it's always a shootout between Perth Glory and the Mariners, with eight of the last nine matches hitting three goals or more. Both of these sides have a tendency to concede first, especially the Perth Glory, having conceded the first goal of six of the last eight matches. The Perth Glory have conceded the least amount of goals this season, only letting in a maximum of one goal per game in each match they have played so far. The Glory did win 3-0 against the Melbourne Victory earlier in the season, but they have only scored six so far, which means they have only scored three goals in six matches this campaign so far. This game could very well get out of hand for the glory. With key names under a cloud and unsure whether they will be in the squad, I can see them struggling in this match and the Mariners should win this one quite easily 2-0. And the last game of the week is between the Brisbane Raw and MacArthur FC. MacArthur obviously playing on Thursday night so they'll be coming off a short turnaround as well. Both teams in their last five games have had two wins, two losses and a draw. The last time the squads played against each other was 10 months ago, back in April 2021. It was a 2-1 win to Brisbane Raw. Because these teams have only played each other a couple of times, there aren't many statistics to go back on matchup-wise, but we can look at the last couple of games, especially the last four for MacArthur. In the last four matches, MacArthur have conceded the first goal, lost the first half, and the game has gone over two and a half goals. So teams are finding it quite easy to break down MacArthur early in the match. So MacArthur will need to get on the front foot early so that MacArthur don't go behind before the halftime whistle. Last five matches for Brisbane, they have been involved in shootouts and they have scored first, yet they've only won two of those last five games, which is disappointing for them. One of them did come against an undermanned Perth glory, which you couldn't really take too much from that game. MacArthur are currently sitting in sixth position on 14 points, but the Wellington Phoenix could very well overtake them. They're only one point behind the Bulls. And the Brisbane Roar are in danger of going to bottom position. They're only one point ahead of the Perth Glory, who have two games in hand on them. This game will be a scrappy one. If it's going to go either way, it should go the way of the Brisbane Roar, as they have had an extra rest. MacArthur coming off a three-day break. I can see this one ending in a one-all draw. And it's that time of the episode again. Every week, it is Tyler's Tips. We had a fantastic week last week, hitting both the best bet and the value bet. So the best bet last week was over two and a half goals between Newcastle Jets and Brisbane Raw. That ended up going over. And the value bet was Western United to win, and they comfortably won 1-0. Now, just to go over this week's tips... We have started off on Thursday night between Central Coast and MacArthur. Central Coast are winning that one 2-1. Melbourne City are heading to Western Sydney Wanderers and will defeat the home side 3-0. Wellington will lose 2-1 to Adelaide. Melbourne Victory will come out victors 3-1 against Newcastle. Sydney FC and Western United will play at a one-all draw. The Central Coast will beat an undermanned Perth Glory 2-0 and Brisbane and MacArthur to fight out a one-all draw. Now, both of these bets this week will be coming on Saturday. The best bet of the week in the game between Wellington Phoenix and Adelaide United and the best bet is over two and a half goals at $1.75. 
Both of these teams do not have the best defence, and Adelaide likes to have a late escape, scoring a flurry of goals in the last 15 minutes of the match. So I can see Wellington putting up a shootout score against Adelaide as well. This game could very easily get out of hand and five or even six goals scored, but I can see this one at least going over two and a half goals. So that is the best bet. Wellington Phoenix against Adelaide United over two and a half goals at $1.75. And the value bet coming in a match later in the day, Sydney FC coming up against Western United, and I have gone for Western United or draw at $1.70. Defensively, Western United have been one of the best sides in the competition, so I can see this one being a low-scoring affair, and I don't think Sydney will be able to break them down Obviously, Sydney are in a little bit better form now, but they haven't had the fantastic start to the season that we have seen in previous years. So I do think that the bookies have got this one wrong, and Western United or a draw at $1.70 is fantastic value. Get on it right now because I don't think it will last much longer. Hopefully, we can hit two for two this week as we did last. But remember, if you are going to have a punt, Good luck, but please do so responsibly. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Bearded Sportscast. My name is Tyler. Make sure that you are following on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you can as well. Don't forget the Midweek Meetings podcast every single Tuesday. Tune into that as well as these full-length episodes every Thursday. If you do want to get in touch with me, I am on Twitter at TheBeardedCast. Feel free to let me know what you think of the podcast and what you would like to see in future episodes. And as always, I'll catch you later, legends.